0: In this week's Parsha, there's an interesting mitzvah that I would like to explore for a moment, and that's called the mitzvah of Kisui Hadam. Literally, it means the covering of the blood, which means, in a literal and practical sense, that we know we eat um, uh, meat, chicken, and we eat them through the process called Shchita. Which is the way that we slaughter, according to Torah, according to Halacha, the animal or the fowl that we later consume. And there is a special mitzvah that when we do shecht the animal and the blood of the animal comes out, to cover that blood with um, with anything with, 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 with dirt with, with sand, um, and that's a special mitzvah. We make a bracha. Baruch Ata Hashem, ilam, Hashem commanded us to do the mitzvah of covering the blood of the animal that we slaughtered in order to consume and as many mitzvahs are it's not necessarily a mitzvah that comes along with the reason of course the reasons are given but it's a mitzvah of hashem and that's why we do it interestingly the gemara the talmud tells us that there is a general lesson that's learned from this mitzvah that applies to others as well and that is when it comes to covering the blood of the animal, one might think, just you know do it with your foot. You're, you, know, you slaughter the animal, then you take your shoe and you cover the blood with some dirt. And the halach is, no, you're not allowed to. You have to do that with your hands, or obviously with something that you're holding, um, perhaps with the knife that you're holding, or with a, any type of a vessel. But one may not do it with their, with their foot, because it's considered being disrespectful to a mitzvah. And that's learned from the actual verse, I'm not going to get into the uh, technicality of how it is deduced. But that is the halacha. And then the Gemara goes on to say that from this we learn that for all mitzvahs there is this special idea of not just doing the mitzvah but showing it its special respect. The respect and the honor that we accord to a mitzvah because it is a mitzvah of Hashem. And therefore by extension when we honor His mitzvahs we are honoring Him as well. So therefore, for example, one should not use the light of their Hanukkah menorah in order to do any type of menial work or one should not use something from the schach of their sukkah in order to, again, do something menial. And, and the likes, with so many different examples, that one has to show the proper respect for mitzvahs, and the source for all that is this mitzvah of the covering of the blood of the animal. Which raises the question, um, We know, everything in Torah is exact. Why is it that this somewhat interesting mitzvah of covering the blood of the animal should be the source of the concept of respecting, showing proper respect for mitzvahs? What is it about this mitzvah specifically that makes this the one that should teach us the idea of respect of mitzvahs? So there is a beautiful idea from the Rebbe on that that I would like to share. The Rebbe explores a deeper meaning to this mitzvah, this mitzvah of covering the blood of the animal. And he does that based on something that's written by the Ramban, by Nachmanides, one of the primary commentators to the Torah. And Nachmanides points out That the mitzvah covering the blood of the animal is specifically, it's not by all animals. It's specifically by what's called a chaya in Hebrew. A chaya is undomesticated animals. And it's also by birds or fowl, any type of fowl or chicken or bird that we shecht. But it does not apply to domesticated animals. It would not apply to a uh, a cow, to an ox, to a sheep. It doesn't apply to those mitzvahs. And again, that's the halacha and that comes from the verses. Ramban says, why? Why this, dif- why this uh, differentiation? Why is it that the mitzvah of covering the blood only applies to the undomestic animal and the birds? And his response is interesting. And he says that domesticated animals, kosher domesticated animals, were typically brought on the altar of the Bais HaMikdash, of the Holy Temple, or the Mishkan, of the tabernacle, as a sacrifice, as a karbon. Um, undomesticated animals are not brought as, on the altar at all as a karbon and birds are primarily not brought either there is uh there is some exceptions to that but primarily birds or fowl were not brought on the altar but domesticated animals again the, the cows and the oxen and the sheep that was what was typically the food so to speak of the altar of the sacrifices that were brought there. and therefore ramban says that's the difference the mitzvah of covering the blood of the animals Um, refers or, or applies specifically to the type of animals that are not brought on the altar as a sacrifice. That's where Hashem says, I want you to cover the blood. Versus the animals that are primarily brought for sacrifices, dear, this mitzvah does not apply. That comes from Ramban Nachmanides. The question, though, of course, is why the difference? Why is it that if an animal is not brought on the altar, that's when we cover the blood? What's the reason for that difference? And here's what the Rebbe goes on to explain and says something... Um, powerful and very interesting. And he says, what does blood represent? Blood is warmth. Blood is life. Blood is vibrancy. Blood comes from the heart. The heart is feeling. The heart is passion. The heart is alive. So blood represents and reflects feeling, passion, desire, warmth. Feeling, passion, and desire is life. The question is, where do we devote or arouse our passions and our desires and of course there's two parts to every person something that is basic and something we've discussed many times there is what we call the animalistical animalistic side of us and as we always say animal is not bad it's animal it's the pleasure seeker is that which wants to feel good and have a good time um, it's the primary basic physical materialistic feelings that we have as human beings passion, desire, and lust for the physical and animalistic is primarily selfish. It wants to have a good time and that's really all it cares about. It can be dangerous, it can be very immoral, um, and it can be very hurtful to others as well as to ourselves. But it comes natural. We naturally have that passion and desire for that which feel good, tastes good, and makes us enjoy appreciate and have a good time as a as a human being and specifically as a jewish human being within the shama we're expected to work on controlling those passions and desires not becoming a hedonistic pleasure seeker, and rather to awaken and create passion and desire for that which is selfless for that which is holy for that which is godly that which is beyond ourselves and beyond our own physical Enjoyment. That says the Rebbe is what's really behind this mitzvah. Covering of the blood means, to a to a sense, to have the ability to suppress, to hold back our natural passions, lusts, and desires. Cover that, and we cover it with dust, with something that's humbling. Um, No, we shouldn't be like an animal that's just looking to have a good time and looking to enjoy and looking to appreciate. That should be covered. But that's only for the blood of the animal that's not brought on the altar. Something that's not spiritual, something that doesn't connect us to something higher and something greater and something selfless. The animal brought to the altar represents when we use our own selves and our own um, physical lives to have a greater meaning and a spiritual meaning and a selfless meaning, then passion should not be covered. Then desire should not in any way be lessened. Um, or mitigated. To the contrary, it's tremendous to not only do something selfless, but to have a passion about it, to be able to become very, very passionate and, and, and um, happy and inflamed with the desire to be selfless, the desire to be holy, the desire to connect to that which is beyond us. And that's the deeper idea that the animals that don't go to the altar, that represents the animalistic desires of a person should be tempered, should be covered, versus the um, animals that are on the altar, the spiritual side of us, the selfless side of us, that's something that we're looking to awaken that passion. Says the Rebbe, once we understand that this is the deeper meaning of this mitzvah, it becomes easy to understand why this mitzvah is the one that becomes the father figure, so to speak, in teaching us the idea of respect and honor for mitzvahs. Because when we do mitzvahs just out of rote, because we have to, because that's our upbringing, or because that's just what works, then we obviously don't have the proper feeling for it, the proper respect for it, because it's not something we really feel for. But this mitzvah teaches us where our passion should lie, where our desire should lie, where our simcha should lie. And when we're able to develop that that type of simcha, when it comes to doing a mitzvah, then obviously we'll have the proper respect for it, the proper honor for it, and accord it the... Um, the respect that it deserves. I'll conclude with a quick episode that I know that I've shared here before, but to me, a great great idea. It was a number of years ago, I don't know if it was seven or eight years ago, that I was home for Sukkis. Home, when I say home, I mean in my parents' home, back in West Bloomfield, Michigan. And that first day of Sukkis, the first night of Sukkis, there was a lot of rain. And I remember my father's speech, his sermon in shul the next day, And his basic idea was the following. As a rabbi, he said, he received many questions the night earlier as to the what are exact obligations of eating in a sukkah. After all, it's raining, it's uncomfortable, but it's the first night of sukkahs. What should one do? How much should one eat in the sukkah? To what time should one wait? All different types of questions, all pertaining to the rain, and how to be able to, or how much should one have to eat in the sukkah or spend time in the sukkah anyway. And my father made the point, he said, that, that very same night in Detroit, there was a World Series game or a playoff game, uh, with some, I don't know, I'm thinking close to 50,000 people in attendance. That was played on that night in the same city and under the same sky, under the same rain. And close to 50,000 people sat through an entire game and no one called their uh, respective rabbis or pastors or uh, whoever to ask, what is the obligation of sitting in this game? Do I have to sit for one inning or two innings or three innings or can I wait, wait it out? What's the obligation? No one asked about an obligation. And the reason is because they were there because they wanted to be there, because they were passionate about being there, because that's where their enjoyment and their pleasure lie. Late, So my father says, when it comes to eating in a sukkah, it's all about perspective. And he says, yes, if it's a mitzvah that I got to do because I got to do it, and I don't have the proper feeling for it, then when it's a little difficult or when it's a lot difficult, I have all types of questions. Uh, because I don't really understand what a mitzvah is about, and I don't have the proper respect that the mitzvah deserves. On the other hand, when my passion is inflamed about whatever it is, then difficulty never stands in the way I have the proper um, appreciation for what it is and for what it means to me, and then the way I perform it is on a whole different level altogether. Have a wonderful Shabbos.